Hello, and welcome back to the Brandwell Podcast. I am your host, Victoria, and this is part two of last week's interview with Gwen Tinsley. I brought Gwen on to talk all about sales, her own experience having been in the industry professionally for more than 15 years, experiencing financial failure to building a six-figure income, and we talk a lot about the psychology of selling and really tapping into buyer emotions. You are going to love this second part of the episode, but if you have not first listen to part one. I need you to hit pause on this. Go back to last week's episode, listen to that, and then come on back to hear the ending. As always, thank you for tuning in. If you have not already left a rating for this show, you have no idea what that means to me and my podcast. Helps us show up in more relevant searches. It motivates me to keep coming out with this free content for you. And it's just a nice way to say thank you. So I appreciate you for being here. Let's get into it. You're listening to The Brandwell Podcast, the business podcast for side hustlers and creative entrepreneurs who want to take their business to the next level. Your host, Victoria Marcoulier, is a wife, mama, and the owner of a branding studio she built from the ground up, Brandwell. With each episode, Victoria and her guests share the behind the scenes of how they built their dream career and give you the expert advice you'll need to build yours. Learn how to show up confidently online as we cover everything from social media, website strategy, email marketing, and a little bit of that mompreneur life in between. Here's your host, Victoria Marcoulier. And you ask why four to five times and you will get to an emotional connector. Once you have that, that's like the holy grail. Because if you can emotionally connect somebody to what their real reason, like, so what they typically tell you on the surface is surface level. It is deeper than that, right? And once they have that awareness that you're helping them have, game over. Game over. Well, we could end the episode right there, but now I think everybody's leaning forward a little bit because you've gotten them so hooked. So I want to keep going. Um, So... One thing that I want to give as a parallel just for people listening in, because I know that the vast majority of you guys are entrepreneurs, solopreneurs even at that. You don't have a marketing department, a sales department. So what I am learning, um, having having worked in both settings, having worked for a company that had the marketing department, that had the sales department, now I'm finding myself, oh no, I have to do Gwen's job at my company. <laughs> but what I am finding is here's what those departments look like when you are the only person in your business. So the marketing department, this is social media. This is word of mouth. This is what people are saying about you. This is your brand's reputation. These are online reviews. These are the things that are kind of creating the audience, right? Creating the awareness that you exist, that your offer exists, that you're a viable, you know, option in the market. And that something that I am doing currently is I'm running Facebook ads and to create my own funnel, so to speak, you kind of, I'm starting with a marketing funnel even where at the top of the funnel, those are the people that don't know who I am. Um, but maybe they share some similarities with people that I've served before. So maybe they're in their twenties and thirties. Maybe they, they like Marie Forleo or Jenna Kutcher, or they like, you know, marketing conferences and podcasts and things that I like myself. Like those are the people I'm going to put, you know, in my top of funnel ad and the stuff that I'm going to put in front of them is has nothing to do with sales. I'm not trying to sell them a website. They don't even know who I am, right? They're not going to spend a dollar with me until I earn that trust. Value add, just value, value add. add. Yep. Here are some tips. Here's how you can save five minutes in your day as a busy working mom, like different things like that. That is your marketing funnel there. And then as an entrepreneur, when you're putting on your sales hat, 
now these people know about you. They've maybe bought into a low ticket item or a freebie, um, a lead magnet that you offered them and they, they liked it. They enjoy uh, they enjoyed the content. So now you have to figure out like Gwen kind of said, okay, how can I, how can I build the relationship with them and take it further to really figure out what is the why behind their need behind their request? Because they may know very well that they need what it is. Let's say that you're a virtual assistant. Somebody might know, yeah, I, I probably should hire somebody to help me get through my inbox on a weekly basis because I never get everything done or I've got a lot of tasks I should probably be outsourcing. So they know they have a need. Uh, your job, especially in the sales funnel, is not always to convince them that they have the need. At this point, they should be aware of their need. Your job is to convince them of the dire reason behind that need and the emotional reason behind that need, and then kind of take it from there to close the sale. So I, I just wanted to kind of give it in terms of like an entrepreneur who maybe might listen and think, oh, but I don't have a marketing department. I don't have a sales. I don't know what this looks like for me. You can play all these roles in your business um, until you get to the point where you've sold so much. Now you can hire these people. But I think that you know the marketing funnel and the sales funnel analogy that you gave, Gwen, that was really good insight because a lot of times we just think of it as a sales funnel, but that marketing component is every bit as important to identify that lead and make sure that you get the right people in front of your offer. Absolutely. And just to kind of reiterate that too. So in Mary Kay, you know, I was a one man, one, one, one woman, I should say, uh, show too, because you're <laughs> essentially running your own business um, within the Mary Kay structure, if you will. And so, you know, my marketing was going and sitting at Starbucks and Panera's and, um, you know, finding an attractive woman, uh, whether she had herself put together professionally in clothes or her makeup and, and approaching uh, that, that woman, because to say, you know, I'm putting together my spring portfolio and I'd love for you to be in it. If I were to give you a gift certificate, you know, would you be willing to help me? Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And so right there, it's, I'm, I'm exchanging value, a gift certificate for cosmetics. Women love cosmetics, right. In exchange for for you to kind of just help me with my portfolio and um, build it out from there. So it was like, that was the lead capture, so to speak. Right. And then after that, Mm -hmm. um, it turned into more of a uh, relationship nurturing conversation, which then turned into um, a lot of times team members and, and sales. So, okay, well let's talk about the console call now. So you are a strong believer in console calls as am I. Um, and especially if you're selling like a high ticket item. So what sort of questions should some, someone be asking on a console call other than why, <laughs> um, with a potential <laughs> client? Yeah. So, um, I, you know, again, you want to make sure that your, your time is very valuable. And especially when you're wearing a lot of different hats, um, like Victoria does, right. She's a marketer, she's a sales, she's, um, the, the CRO, CFO, (laughs) CEO, all of it. Right. Yeah. All the CEOs. yeah. So your time is very valuable. And and so for me, the, the goal, I, I should say, like, let's start with the goal, and then we can narrow it down to the questions. But the goal of the consult call is to determine whether one, they are a good fit for your service or product. And two, if your service and product is a good fit for them. So I always like to say it's a two way street, right? So I know that sometimes um, it could be like, you want to take on anybody and everybody. But again, the more clear that you are in terms of who you're target audiences and your target client and customer is, then just the more um, dialed in and and the faster I feel like you can honestly grow your business because um, you're just that much more clear, right? Um, A confused mind does nothing is what I always like to say. So the outcome of the goal of this consult call is just to one, determine that. And then two, use that as um, 
get get everything out. Ask the questions that you need to ask of them um, to learn about their needs, their wants, their outcomes. It's not about you at this point. It's about them. Okay. Um, and really understanding their motives. And I always say, you know, you 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 can never ask too many questions, but you can ask too few. So this is really the time for you to um you, you know, set the expectation. This is going to be a 30 minute call. And I always set an agenda, by the way, on this. Here's what I'd like to accomplish today. I'd like to learn more about you and um you know, your company or, or you and your skincare and, and the goals that you have for that. And, um, what have you tried in the past and, um, what's worked well for you and, and what are you hoping to accomplish in the future? Right. Those are the things that I really like to, to ask if you're selling business to business, one of the B2B, one of the things that I like to ask is what are the upcoming risks that you foresee in your business? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when you ask like what the goals are, it, it's so easy to say, oh, well, yeah, I, I want to lose 50 pounds in five weeks, you know, and it's like, that's a great goal. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, versus if I said, well, what are the risks that you foresee by not losing weight? Well, my diabetes could come back, my heart disease, you know, do you see how that's mm-hmm. a, a lot more um urgent and a lot more yes. um, just tangible, if you will, right? So so just really getting clear on what your your prospect wants and, and getting to know them. Okay. That's really good. I think I love how you kind of like encourage the, the prospect, the person on the other end of the phone or the other end of the video call uh, to really figure out what is the emotional thing here? What is the urgent thing here? Because um, the example you gave was perfect. I can't add a, a better example of that. The, the losing weight, right? <laughs> um, that, that right there should help you create your marketing messages. I did an episode a, a few weeks ago on, um, selling as a service-based business owner. And one of the things that I talked about there is how every console call is a valuable use of my time. Whether they walk or whether I close the sale, it is such a beneficial use of my time because I'm getting so much free information. But in order to get that free information, you have to ask the questions. You have to hear the objections to go and create either the solution to the objection or just to better refine your messaging so that people already know that you are the solution to that objection. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I'm saying like we've gotten it so dialed in from a process of, I, I know whether this person is going to come on board as a client or not, um, because we do have a, a high ticket item before we even do the demo, because I am in complete alignment with their overarching needs. And I know that I can solve that problem. And be, really, it's trying to find the problem that your solution can solve. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's key. And it's not always what they say it is when you ask the initial question. Um, so just like peeling back like an onion and don't be afraid to, to ask and, and conversate. That, that's the thing. And if you're not clear on something, you know, just be very vulnerable and transparent and say, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't understand. Help me understand that piece a little bit more. You said this, what, what does that mean? You know? And I think um, that humanizes the process as well and and breaks down some barriers and walls so that they realize that this is just one conversation happening between two people. Yes. 
Okay. Well, now I have one more question for you and then I promise I will let you go. Actually, I might ask you to give your piece of advice because I like to give everyone that opportunity. But my last sales question is around follow-ups. Okay. So uh, this is actually an area that I really struggle with in my own business as somebody that, again, I'm just, I'm not seasoned in sales. I've never had like any formal training in this area. Um, I I love to market my offer. I love to get on the phone call with people. Um, I love to send over the proposals, answer any objections. I love that whole process. I truly do. But let's say everything goes great. We have that call. We get to the bottom of why they need something. We, we kind of tap into those emotional needs. We explain why we're the right person. We're both feeling it. Like we're both clearly vibing on this call. Yes. I'm so glad fate brought us together. How do we (laughs) move on from here? What is the next step? Send over the proposal and they ghost you. What would you say is the proper response to that? Like how much is too much when it comes to following up with someone? Okay. So first of all, let me complete. So it, this is, goes a great piece to that three-part rate calls fit and then the, or fit um, and number one thing calls and then energy. Okay. So that's the third thing uh-huh. that we look for in that thing. And when I say energy, I mean like, you know, they ghost you for a reason, right? It's because it's the reason they ghost you. It's because a, a couple of things. One, you didn't have a sense of urgency. You didn't have a timeline of what was driving this right now. Why right now? Mm -hmm. Has something happened in your business or is something happening in your life that is causing you to, you know, look at this right now? Um, Is there something happening in the near future that um, you need to, to do X, Y, and Z right now so that in the future, you know, you have that future date, right? That's what, that's, that's a lot of times why people, you know, ghost you. Um, Mm -hmm. I, so I have this rule of thumb, five minimum times of following up with somebody. Wow. Okay. Um, five minimum. Okay. I've got, and I've got some work to, I've got some emails to send tonight. <laughs> text messages, phone calls. I mean, five minimum touch points is, is what I suggest. Okay. Um, and when I do that, in all honesty, this is kind of probably the hardest part of, I think, uh, what, what some people are afraid to do is hold people accountable. Mm-hmm. And, and, I think there's a lot of respect that comes with it um, once it's done. And when people realize that you're going to hold them accountable, they don't ghost you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So saying things in your follow-up, such as, hey, Victoria, this is, you know, Gwen with, with Practice Promotions. Um, I, I hope everything's okay. I am genuinely concerned. Um, I really was under the impression that we were going to be moving forward um, by today, I, I know in our conversation, a big part of that was um, you needed to get this up and running so that um, you know you uh, could hire that other employee that you wanted to hire. Has something changed? Mm. Right. Um, okay. So really referencing those conversations that you had in the consult, um, and and just holding their feet to the fire. Um, another, here's one that I learned um, from the top uh, uh, hostage negotiator, uh, Voss. I think his last name is Voss and I can't think of his first name, but he, and, and it's proven even today, we use this in our, in our company all the time. Have you given up on this project? Yeah. If you put, I, oh gosh, I remember putting that in my subject lines to my clients. Yeah, it's cringing <laughs> as you hit send too, right? Like, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, but if you do, you put in your subject line and in the body, and that's it. That's all you put. Have you given up on this project? You will get 
more than a 50% reply. And um, a lot of times you'll find that it's like, I'm so sorry, something's come up, you know, so just always remembering too that that people aren't ghosting you because they're just jerks and they don't want to say right. what they, they don't want to do what they said that they were going to do. Life happens. And so we always just have to come from a place of, you know, maybe their, their kid got sick and they had to go and pick them up from school and it fell off their radar. You know, um, maybe yeah. there's a sick parent or something that came up and they just couldn't get, get back to me. So always just remember to come from a place of help. The other thing, Victoria, that I do on a regular basis is I show proof. So this is a key mm-hmm. thing. So, you know, you, you want to have, as you're collecting data and, and really getting things off the ground, you want to have testimonials. You Those those marketing things that you're talking about, reviews, right? Like what people are saying yeah. about you, your brand. Um, you you want to have some things put together that you could send um, to b- keep the excitement going, right? Um, so in your case, for instance, Victoria, with, with the website design, um, hey, uh, hey, Shelby, um, I just wanted to send you over the new launch of this last uh, website that I created for XYZ company. You know, they're already seeing great results. Um, let's get yours going too. Right? I love that. When they can, when they can visualize themselves in something that you've already created, it builds excitement. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, gosh, that was such a good answer to that question. So insightful for me. Um, That is an area that I struggle with, but I think you brought up a good point. You know, like it's not always that they're ghosting you intentionally because they're like, oh shoot, I didn't mean to commit to that. Um, As entrepreneurs, especially if you are maybe in those early stages of building your business where every sale you're doing the happy dance and you're calling your friends and your husband and saying, I sold something. Um, I'm not that far removed from those days. And I'm not going to lie, I still do a little jig when when I close a deal. But when you're in that season of your business, you think that you know, hanging up with that sales call, like that is the biggest event of the day, right? And you're thinking it is for the person that was on the other end of the phone as well. But in all actuality, they might have had four other appointments that day and they aren't planning to even open up their inbox until Monday morning. They're just going to like log out, not think about things over the weekend. So even though it's all we can think about because it's such a big part of our business, um, it's not always on the forefront of other people's minds. So not to like Gwen, Gwen said, you still have to create that urgency. You don't want to give people the freedom to ghost you for a week, but it's okay. If somebody has ghosted you, it's okay to follow up. That's not being pushy. That's just being friendly and saying, Hey, like, I truly believe this is going to impact your life. And I know you did too. So that's why I'm going to hold you accountable. Let's do this. Yeah. And don't take it personal either. I think that's the other thing too, because I know that as an entrepreneur, your blood, sweat, and tears are are on this. And so when mm-hmm. someone rejects rejects it, it's hard not to take it completely personal, right? Um, yeah. And that can, if you're not careful, have you spiraling into a really bad headspace. And whether you realize it or not, and I can't tell you how many um, of my sales team that I've I've coached, in all honesty, uh, going back and listening to recordings of things that they've sold where they're just down on themselves, they haven't had a good streak or whatever, and it translates into their next conversation that they have with people and their tone and their energy. So, you know, Mm -hmm. in between calls or in between sales, go and do some jumping jacks or go and take a walk around the block to like get your energy level back up and reset your mind. And and again, have that just conviction that no one can change your mind differently, that your product or service is 
changing people's lives for the better and by them not having it in them in their lives um, they're missing out mm, preach okay well thank you to everyone who is hanging with us this long I appreciate y'all I know this is a little bit of a longer episode but Gwen had just so much good stuff to share I did not want it to stop so Gwen <laughs> let's close with this if you could give one piece of advice to a new business owner who is struggling to feel confident in sales what would it be Stay true to yourself. Don't don't try to conform to what anybody else wants. You are the brand at the end of the day of your product or service and stay true to yourself. There you have it. Thank you so much, Gwen. I really appreciate the time and just all the wisdom that you shared with us. Thanks so much, Victoria. Congratulations to all of what you're accomplishing. I know that you're helping every entrepreneur boss babe make a difference in this world and I'm behind it. Thanks for tuning in to the Brandwell Podcast. If you're a side hustler or creative entrepreneur looking to take your business to the next level, subscribe to the podcast so we can continue to cheer you on week after week by providing practical advice on how to grow your business. For show notes or to learn more about what we covered in today's episode, head to brandwelldesigns.com. Until next time, keep branding well.